Hello and welcome to HCI's Regulation and Quality and Safety of Care podcast. My name is Rosemary Pollard and I'm the Senior Marketing Executive at HCI. Today I'm joined by Patricia Fernandez, Director of Quality and Safety at HCI and Killian Byrne, Quality and Safety Specialist at HCI. In our podcast today, we will be discussing best practices for medication safety as the World Healthcare Organization have selected medication without harm as a theme for this year's World Patient Safety Day. As unsafe medication practices and medication errors are a leading cause of avoidable harm in healthcare systems, this global initiative aims to raise awareness around medication safety and calls on stakeholders to prioritise and take early action in key areas that are associated with unsafe medication practices and medication errors. Patricia has a background in nursing and has worked in community and residential care services, and Killian is a qualified pharmacist who has several years' experience working in a community pharmacy. Patricia and Killian have specific experience in dealing with medication and understand the importance of medication safety. So to start off, Patricia, can you give us an understanding of medication safety and why it's so important? Thank you, Rosemary. Yes, um, HECWA in 2019 defined medication safety as the freedom from preventable harm with medication use. As you mentioned, the WHO uh, identified uh, uh, medication safety as one of the priorities as medications would be one of the most commonly used interventions in healthcare, playing an essential role in treating illness, managing chronic conditions, and maintaining health and well-being. As modern medicine continues to advance, more treatment options are available for patients with proven benefits for treating illness and preventing disease. Nevertheless, this advancement increased the risk, errors, uh, and adverse events associated with medication use. I would say that medication safety would include any structures and processes to control all risks associated with medication use. Okay, thanks, Patricia. Um, So, Killian, can you describe to us what a medication error is? Yeah, a medication error is an unintended failure in the drug treatment process that leads to or has the potential to lead to harm to the patient. Medication errors include mistakes in prescribing, dispensing, storing, preparation, and administration of medications. Medications are the most common intervention in healthcare, and their use is still increasing worldwide. As Patricia mentioned, with such widespread and increasing medication use comes a growing risk of harm. In 2018, over 10,000 medication errors were reported by Irish acute hospitals. However, the true number of medication errors is difficult to estimate because many errors are never discovered, acknowledged, or reported. It's actually estimated that less than 1% of medication errors are reported. Most medication errors cause little or no actual harm to patients, but in some instances, they have the potential to result in catastrophic harm or death to patients. In the US, it's estimated that medication errors cost 7,000 lives every year. Medication errors often occur when weak medication safety systems are in place or when human factors such as fatigue, poor environmental conditions, or staff shortages impact on the medication management process. Okay, thanks Killian. So we might have a quick chat about um, a couple of the common medication errors in healthcare settings. To start off, the Institute for Safe Medication Practices publishes an annual list of the top 10 medication errors. And in one of their recent lists, they included the use of error-prone abbreviations, symbols, or dose designations as a top 10 medication error. Patricia, could you tell us more about this type of medication error, its consequences, and some of the best practice techniques to reduce the error from occurring? Of course. Abbreviation symbols and specific dose designations are sometimes misunderstood, misread, or misinterpreted, occasionally resulting in patient harm, particularly those associated with those measurement units, routes of administration, drug name abbreviations, 
and household abbreviations. In practice, the misunderstanding or misinterpretation of abbreviation symbols or dose designations can lead to a patient getting the wrong medication or a wrong medication dose, which could cause minor to severe harm to that patient. To control the risks associated with these medication errors, healthcare organizations may develop an approved list of abbreviation symbols and dose designations, restricting the use of non-approved abbreviation symbols or dose designations. A robust education and training plan for all relevant staff members, including medical staff, shall be implemented, and audits shall be completed on a regular basis to ensure compliance with the use of approved abbreviation symbols and dose designations. Okay, thanks, Patricia. Um, so sound-alike and look-alike medications um, can also cause confusion and have the potential to lead to medication errors. This type of error also featured in the Institute for Safe Medication Practices Top 10 Medication Errors in 2020. Um, Killian, could you describe to us what a sound-alike, look-alike medication is and highlight some of the potential medication errors that can result in um, and offer some advice on strategies to manage sound-alike, look-alike medications? Yeah. Um, many drug names look or sound like other drug names. For example, azathioprine and azithromycin, lamictal and lamisil, or salpidine and salpidol. Errors involving sound-alike, look-alike drugs can lead to patients receiving the wrong medication due to confusion between similar names. Tens of thousands of medications are currently on the market. Some are licensed under a brand name and some under a generic name. Contributing to the possible confusion are illegible handwriting, incomplete knowledge of drug names, newly available products, similar packaging, clinical use, strengths, dosage forms, and frequencies of administration. Other factors include spelling, a spelling error involving just one or two misplaced letters can change one medication into another. For example, clotrimazole and cotrimoxazole. Different formulations of the same drug can also cause mix-ups. One example is the way in which sustained release preparations are only differentiated from immediate release preparations by extra letters following the name like SOR, PR, or XOR. There are a number of strategies that can be used to reduce the risk of these errors. Where possible, adopting electronic systems for prescribing and recording of administration, storing sound-alike, look-alike drugs away from one another, educating staff around these drugs, having a robust medication error reporting system, reviewing the design of prescription forms to increase the space available for the inclusion of all relevant information, and minimizing the use of verbal orders and where these are used to have a verbal order policy in place. Okay, thanks, Killian. Um, so high alert medication is another area um, that if a medical error was to occur, it could have serious consequences for the patient. It's also one of the Joint Commission International's International Patient Safety Goals. Patricia, can you um, give us some examples of high alert medications and offer some guidance on processes that can be implemented within acute care settings to improve the safety of high alert medications? High alert medications are drugs with a heightened risk of causing significant patient harm when used in error. For example, insulin, opioids, chemotherapeutic agents, anticoagulants, medications with a narrow therapeutic range, for example, digoxin, 
or neuromuscular blocking agents to uh, mention a few. To ensure medication safety in relation to high alert medications, acute healthcare organizations may implement strategies as part of, these, of their medication safety program, and that could include developing a list of high alert medications available within the organization. And this list must be up to date, known by all clinical staff, and accompanied by robust, well-developed risk reduction strategies that decrease the risk of errors and minimize harm, basically to control those risks. Dip dispensing of um, pre-prepared mini bags with, uh, for example, Vinca alkaloid uh, medications with a compatible solution rather than using a syringe. Standardizing processes associated with the ordering, storaging, pre preparation and administration of these medications. Improving access to the information about these drugs, limiting access to high alert medications within the different medication areas, using additional labels and automated alerts um, on, on the storage of these medications and applying for redundancies. Okay, thanks, Patricia. Um, so the ordering and prescribing of medication can be prone to medication errors. Killian, can you tell us um, some of the challenges that can occur during ordering and prescribing medication and outline some of the measures a pharmacy should take when preparing and dispensing medication safely? Yeah, prescribing errors account for the majority of medication errors in, in hospitals in Ireland, up to 60% of all medication errors. These mistakes can be due to inadequate knowledge of the drug or the patient. However, error-provoking conditions also contribute to prescribing errors. These include lack of training or experience, fatigue, stress, high workload for the prescriber, and inadequate communication between healthcare professionals. Reducing the stress and balancing the heavy workloads of prescribers and providing them with education and training on prescribing will help to reduce these errors. Errors can also occur at the preparation and dispensing stage of the medication management process. To ensure a pharmacy is dispensing medication safely, each prescription must be clinically reviewed by the pharmacist before each dispensing to ensure the medication is safe and appropriate for the patient to take. Pharmacists should oversee all steps in the dispensing process, including the assembly, labeling, packaging, and ultimate supply to the patient. A thorough and robust final checking mechanism must be employed in the pharmacy. This should include appropriate measures to reduce the number of interruptions and distractions facing pharmacists when they are performing the final check. Yeah, thanks, Killian. So the Drugs and Therapeutics Committee of a hospital plays an important role in ensuring the overall governance of medication management and support of medication safety. Uh, Patricia, can you tell us who are some of the key people who should be involved in this committee and what are some of the key items that should be discussed at their meetings with regards to medication safety? Of course. The Drugs and Therapeutics Committee shall involve the most of the disciplinary team, including all disciplines responsible for medication management in the organization, comprising but not limited to medical, nursing, pharmacy, procurement, finance, from all parts of the hospital, inpatient, outpatient and specialized units. This committee shall meet regularly, at least quarterly, to discuss medication management within the hospital. For example, planning and or review of the medication management program, development or review and update of medication management policies and procedures, review and update as required uh, the hospital formerly, including the list of high alert medications, medication management audit program, including a review of completed audits and required quality improvement plans as a result of any non-conformances identified, uh, 
review and follow-up of medication errors reports, including investigations and or any action plans required, and an annual review shall be completed uh, of the medication management program by this committee as well. Okay, and um, the 10 rights of medication administration are a good way to reduce potential harm um, caused by medication errors and can help protect the patients and the nurse. Killian, can you talk us through the 10 rights? Yes, um, healthcare staff who are administering medication should adhere to the 10 rights. Number one, the right patient. Correctly identify the patient who you are administering the medication to by using two identifiers, for example, name and date of birth. The right reason, understand what the medication is being used to treat. The right medication, confirm that the name of the medication being administered is the same as that on the prescription, that it is within its expiry date and that the patient has no known allergy to it. The right route, administer the medication via the prescribed route and site, for example, orally or topically. The right time, administer the medication at the prescribed time and at the prescribed intervals. The right dose, confirm that the dose of the medication being administered equates to the dose prescribed. The right form, confirm that the form of medication that has been supplied matches the route of administration, for example, a capsule or a cream. The right action, explain the purpose of the medication to the patient. The right documentation, record the administration of each medication in the administration chart with a signature and a date. And finally, the right response. Monitor the patient for any side effects and assess the patient to determine that the desired effect has been achieved. Okay, thanks, Killian. Um, Patricia, can you offer some high level guidance on the key areas to include in a safe medication management system? Absolutely. A safe medication management system addresses an organization medication uh, management, including any structures and processes, and these should comprise planning, selection and procurement, storage, ordering, preparing and dispensing, administration and monitoring and evaluation of medication management. Thank you. And just to finish off then, have either of you any suggestions on how healthcare organizations can improve their medication safety systems? So healthcare organizations should develop an overarching medication management program with defined procedures for every step of the process. Um, as Patricia outlined previously, a committee should be created to oversee medication management throughout the organization. Regular audits should take place, assessing the process against standards and best practice guidance. Quality improvement plans should be developed and implemented for any areas that require improvement. All staff involved in medication management should receive ongoing education and training, and a robust system for reporting medication errors and near misses should be in place, and learnings should be taken from them. Okay, well, thank you to Patricia and Killian for all of that valuable insight into medication safety. If anyone would like any more information on the medication safety or assistance in reviewing your own medication management system, then do get in touch with HCI. Thanks for listening.